When you're hired for a new nursing position, it's time for celebration and also for strategically making the most of this awesome opportunity. On this episode of the Nurse Keith Show, we'll talk about doing your happy dance when you've been hired and then taking full advantage of what a new position and a new employer offers. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show. This is episode 62. You can find the show notes over at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 62. This podcast is always about you. It's about your nursing career. And I'm here to share education, inspiration, and some ideas that'll get you moving in a positive, inspired direction every day. This episode of the Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by my friends over at American Sentinel University. They're a leading online university accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, and their offices are located in Denver, Colorado. I'm super grateful to American Sentinel for their generous support, and you can find out more about their online nursing programs at nursekeitheducation.com. You know, I've been looking at the stats for this show, and I am so grateful to all of you who listen and who share episodes with your friends and colleagues. It seems that California is actually the state in the United States where the most people in this country are listening. So a shout out to all my listeners in California, though Massachusetts and Virginia and even New Mexico are not that far behind, but y'all have some catching up to do to California. So if you want to move up in the stats, start sharing with folks in your state to move up in the statistics here at the Nurse Keith Show. But a shout out to everyone who's been listening. The U.S., Canada, the U.K., France, China, and the Philippines are still among the top six countries that are listening. Thank you all, and please continue to share and let me know what you want me to talk about, and I will address it here on the show. As always, I'm a member of the ProMed Network of Healthcare Podcasters at ProMedNetwork.com, and I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network along with my pals Kevin Ross of the Innovative Nurse Show, Elizabeth Scala of the Your Next Shift Podcast, and most of you know Kevin and Elizabeth are my compatriots and partners in crime at the venerable RNFM Radio, and you can find RNFM at RNFMRadio.com. So again, if you'd like to connect with the show notes for this episode, they are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 62 to spell out the word episode and the numbers 62. Let's dig into today's happy topic. So like I said in the intro, today we're talking about what to do when you're hired for a new job. I know on episode 61, I talked about how to recover from being fired, and I thought it would be a good idea to talk about something super positive on this next episode of the show. We get fired, we get hired, it's what happens in life. But now, I want to talk about the happy dance that happens when you're hired for a new nursing position, and then how to take advantage of being in a new milieu, in a new workplace with new colleagues and all the things that are at your fingertips when you start a new job. Isn't that exciting? So yeah, getting hired is exciting. And once you're hired, 
Of course, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to dress in the appropriate way for that particular workplace. You want to make a good impression and make friends. And there's lots of things you can do to make sure that you take full advantage of what's available to you at this particular workplace. So first, when you're integrating into a new workplace, the culture is very important to begin to understand. My hope, beyond hope for you, is that the culture that you felt was what you were getting at your new job is actually what is happening on the ground. In an interview, in conversations with people who work at a particular workplace or facility, you might hear one thing and then you might experience something very different. However, my hope is that when you get hired to a new place that you find the culture much to your liking. So you need to assess how open and friendly are people? How much do they share with one another about their personal lives? Do you notice that your colleagues are having lunch together? Are they going out for drinks after work? Does someone in the unit, you know, coordinate birthdays? Are there celebrations? Do people take time to appreciate one another? If it's a clinical position, what are reports like? What is it like when you all sit around a table or sit in the break room and give report to one another? What's the energy you're feeling in the workplace? And I certainly hope it's positive. Also, how are conflicts handled? That tells you a lot about a workplace culture. What kind of communication skills are you seeing? What are you experiencing when you witness people communicating or when they communicate with you? Are there cliques of individuals within your workplace that seem, like I said in the show notes, impenetrable? Are there strong personalities? Are there interpersonal dynamics at play that are making themselves known to you? Is there anything happening in the workplace that makes your hair stand up on end? Or are there things happening in the workplace that you're like, yeah, I want to get involved in that. That seems really positive and wonderful. So assess the workplace culture and figure out your place within it. The next thing is you want to learn about the organization you're working for. Like I say in the show notes, every organization has a history so you want to look at their mission statements, their value statements, any other documents you can get your hands on. Is there a flow chart that explains to you the organizational structure and the lines of a communication in the workplace? This is important because if you don't understand the organizational structure, if you don't understand who the next person is for you to go when you need to discuss something, that can really get in the way of your clear communication about issues that are of concern to you. So you can take advantage of that organizational structure by knowing who to turn to for particular issues. Also, if you want to learn more about your organization, your new workplace, check out their website, see what they have to say for themselves. And hopefully you did this while you were in the process of applying for a job there, of course. And also, Make sure you're following social media feeds because you may learn news about your new organization on social media before other people know it. So you definitely want to keep your finger on the pulse of their Facebook feed, their Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever they happen to be hanging out. And make sure you follow their LinkedIn page, even if the LinkedIn page is kind of lackluster. Definitely make sure you follow them because their logo will actually show up on your LinkedIn profile once you add this position to your profile. So make sure you're connected to them on LinkedIn, as well as other people who work at your workplace. Also, 
Check out if there are any articles about the organization online or in magazines or journals. Is someone on staff a blogger, a podcaster, an author? Check them out. Read what they have to say. And if there's a company podcast, for instance, make sure you subscribe and listen every week. Related to the culture, we also have to understand the norms within our new workplace, within our new organization, where we're going to be spending a fair amount of time. So like I said earlier, understand the dress code. What are the issues around punctuality? If you're working in an office environment and not a clinical environment where you have to be responsible for patients at a particular time, what are the norms around punctuality? Do certain people just kind of like roll into the office 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes late? So I don't want you thinking to yourself, well, she's always late, so I'm going to start strolling in 45 minutes after nine. Don't do that, okay? At least for a while, show up at the time you're supposed to, especially in an office job, and then figure out what the norms are, but don't make assumptions. Also, check out the timing of breaks and meals. Do people even take breaks and meals? That's part of the culture, actually. And any other behavioral norms that you can assess about your workplace over time, especially the ones that I mentioned earlier in terms of the organizational culture. The other thing, whether you're working in an office, a home health agency, an ICU, an OR, it doesn't really matter. You need to know where things are physically. Where are things kept? Where are office supplies, staples, paper clips, rubber bands, two-by-twos, ABDs, everything that you need to work in an office or research or educational position, and everything, obviously, that you need in a clinical position. Hopefully, this will all be clearly communicated to you during your orientation, but make sure you know where things are. Orientations can be a little bit mediocre. Sometimes things are missed. So whatever it is you need to know where to find that particular thing, go out of your way to find it. Now, this might sound silly, but Use your smartphone to take photos of things in places you want to remember. If there's a special supply closet where certain IV supplies are kept separate from everything else, and you need to make sure you remember what's in that closet, take some pictures of that closet, put them in a special folder on your phone so that when you're looking for that particular piece of IV equipment or whatever it is, you go into your phone and you remember, oh my God, yes, it's down the hall on the right. I know exactly where to find it. So I want to take a quick pause for the cause here to again thank my sponsor, the good folks at American Sentinel University up in Denver, Colorado. They're a fully accredited online university and they offer a variety of courses related to healthcare and nursing. They have an RN to BSN online. They have five MSN programs and those include informatics, case management, nursing education, nursing management, and infection prevention and control. They have a RN to BSN slash MSN online program, and they have two tracks for those wishing to pursue a doctorate of nursing practice. They also offer a certificate in infection prevention and control, so you can go there. Well, actually, you don't go physically there. You can study with American Sentinel online, and you can learn everything you need to know about 
updated savvy infection prevention and control techniques and knowledge, then you can bring that information and that certification back to your workplace to help develop best practices where you work. So if you want to learn more, please go to nursekeitheducation.com for more information about American Sentinels programs. And please check them out on Facebook and thank them for sponsoring the Nurse Keith Show. They are super kind. I'm really fond of them. And I recommend you check out American Sentinel University. Meanwhile, back to the issue at hand, we're talking about getting a new job and all the wonderful things that can happen and how you need to learn. The next thing about figuring out where things are is learning names and positions. This does refer back to what I said a few minutes ago about the lines of communication. Who are you reporting to? Who does your supervisor report to? How do you move up the ladder when you have an issue to discuss? So that's one thing. That's lines of communication and organizational structure and hierarchy. But when you're the new kid on the block, of course, you want to make friends, you want to connect with people, and you also need to learn who people are and what they do. If you work in a hospital or a health clinic or a place that serves patients, this is usually pretty easy because everybody's wearing name tags. So you're lucky in that respect. And often the name tags will even have a position on them, or they have different color name tags or different color scrubs and uniforms so that you can tell different disciplines apart. But if you work in an office, in a school, in a home care agency, in a hospice, you may not be so lucky. There may not be any name tags, and it could be a pretty large agency. So if you forget someone's name, be honest. Tell them you can't come up with their name at that particular moment and ask them to repeat their name to you. Shake their hand, look them in the eye, and repeat their name. Sometimes it helps to come up with mnemonic devices for remembering particular people. If some of you use mnemonic devices, this is where it can really come in handy and you can begin to remember people's names. Now, earlier I mentioned using your smartphone to take pictures of, say, a supply closet where there's important supplies and you want to remember what's in that closet. Now, you can also use your smartphone to make a list of the coworkers and colleagues who you want to make sure you remember. So you can write down something like James maintenance, black beard, has a Dalmatian. So there are things you might want to remember about James, the maintenance guy, because he's a really cool guy and you want to not embarrass yourself by continuing to forget his name. So when you meet maintenance staff, nursing staff, surgeons, housekeeping, food service people, whoever they are, make sure that you Find a way to begin to remember people's names and also special things about them. People like to be remembered. And as you make connections and alliances with particular people, it'll get easier, of course. But making lists can be helpful, especially if you're over 50. Hint, hint, says the podcaster who is himself over 50 and has trouble with these things. Or if it's just overwhelming, there are so many people, there's so much information coming at you, it's a big workplace, and you're having trouble remembering. So do what you can. This will help you find your allies. 
Now, this actually moves me into the next section that I wanted to talk about that is delineated here in the show notes as well. And again, those show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 62. You need allies at work. You need to find your tribe. There is a podcast episode of the Nurse Keith Show about finding your tribe. That is episode 52. That is linked in the show notes and you might want to check it out. But let's say you're working in a big hospital. Your unit where you work, let's say you're on telemetry or step down, that's where most of your allies are going to come from because those are the people who you're hanging out with most of the time at work. But you know as well as I do, you need allies in x-ray, in ultrasound, in pharmacy, in the cafeteria, in maintenance, in housekeeping. You need allies in every part of that institution. Of course, you don't want to manipulate people. This is about actually making friends and friendly connections with colleagues so that you have allies in many strategic parts of the institution. If you're in a small home health agency like where I work, you might have a dozen colleagues, maybe 20 or 30. But still, even in that small milieu, you're not going to be friends with everyone, even in a small workplace Yes, you need to be on good terms with everybody. That is definitely prudent on your part. But there will be people with whom you want to be really closely aligned, the people who become your friends, the ones you go out to drinks with, the ones whose shoulders you cry on, and the ones you go to when you need help. So if you're in a humongous teaching hospital in a big city, or you're in a small home health agency, or you're a school nurse in a very small school district, you need allies multidisciplinary allies. So make sure you learn who is who and make sure you cultivate positive relationships with as many people as you possibly can. And if you run into any snags or communication issues or you have some conflict with someone, make sure you go out of your way to resolve those conflicts in a very solid way so that those relationships remain positive. Another way to get involved and learn more about your organization and take advantage of what a new employer has to offer is to get involved. Getting involved is a good way to get to know people. You can also make a name for yourself, as I say in the show notes, and you can learn more about the organization where you're working. That's super important. So some people like to volunteer for committees, like maybe quality improvement, infection prevention. Maybe there's a push for magnet status and you want to get involved in the magnet committee. Or maybe there's other activities like planning the annual golf tournament that raises money for the kids' pediatric oncology unit. There might be something that your organization does that floats your boat that you'd like to be involved in. Maybe there's a walkathon to raise money for breast cancer. Whatever it is, joining something can help you feel like you're part of the fabric of the culture and the organization. So weave yourself into that, pardon the metaphor there, folks, and that is a great way to get to know people. And honestly, when you get involved in committees and volunteer work, etc., you can put it on your resume and get letters of recommendation related to what you did for the organization as an active, engaged member of that workplace. So let's talk about asking questions. Gosh, there's so many questions to ask when you have a new place of employment. You need to be able to feel comfortable to demonstrate your ignorance when there's something that you need clarification about. 
Of course, you don't want to keep asking the same questions over and over, and that's where your smartphone comes in handy for taking notes and taking pictures, etc. But let's say there's something happening on your unit that maybe you don't agree with how they're going about it. Maybe you think that where you were working prior, they were actually handling that situation in a much more positive, much more effective way. What I recommend is rather than being openly critical at first, like I say in the show notes, show authentic curiosity and ask why it's being done in that particular way. Don't say, well, we did it this way at St. Mary's and I feel like that was much better. Just say, you know, I'm curious why you all do this the way you do. I really want to understand the reasoning behind it and try to get an answer. If you feel like you have something to offer, that's where your communication skills come in and you can offer a new solution, a new way of going about something. Do it with tact, especially if you're new and you don't want to make enemies or alienate people right from the start. So asking questions is important. Being willing to show your ignorance when you need to is also important. And communicating clearly and not being overly or overtly critical especially in the beginning, is very important for negotiating those positive relationships. Speaking of asking questions, when you ask questions, make sure you listen. And when you're meeting new people, make sure you listen. When you meet a new coworker, focus as you shake their hand. Look them in the eye and repeat their name back to them. Have you ever met somebody, shaken their hand, and then a minute later you think, oh my God, what is that person's name? So. That happens to me all the time, I have to say, and I generally would say, you know what? I was a little distracted when you shook my hand. Can you tell me your name again? And I shake their hand, look them in the eye, and repeat their name several times out loud, and then I might write it in my phone if I feel like I'm going to forget again. So make sure you listen. Be a sponge. When you're asking questions, listen to the answer. We can often feel so distracted in a new workplace that even when we ask a question that we really want to know the answer to, you know what? We don't listen and we don't hear it. So listen, folks, listen up, soak that stuff in. And when you're distracted, be honest, ask them to repeat themselves. So, you know, I've talked about networking a lot on the show and in my writings all over the interwebs. A new job is a new networking opportunity. There's tons of people at your new workplace with whom you can connect. So they might be people on your unit, at the facility, in the executive suite. They might be managers and supervisors. They might be people in completely different disciplines than you. You want to connect with them personally, of course. You also want to connect with colleagues on LinkedIn. You want to learn what other people excel at what they like to do. You want to connect and chat and be friendly and helpful and thoughtful. And you also want to continue to build your professional network. That's what a lot of this is all about. So even if you haven't met the CEO of your organization yet, connect with him or her on LinkedIn. Send them a message. Send them a note. Get connected there. And once you're connected on LinkedIn, of course, you and your colleagues can start writing each other testimonials you can endorse one another, you can support one another on that platform, and also in other ways you can serve as references for one another when you're applying for a promotion or when it's time to go and you're looking for a new job. So speaking of when it's time to go, 
I know I'm talking about this happy dance you do when you get hired and all the wonderful positive things you can do to integrate into the culture and the organization of a new workplace. But like Michelle Schacht once sang, and I've mentioned this on this show before, the secret to a long life is knowing when it's time to go. And just a few episodes ago, I did a show about workplace loyalty, how it can hurt and hinder your nursing career. So even though you've been at this new workplace for 10 months, 12 months, two years, five years, 10 years, the time will come when you need to go. It could be briefly after you begin. Sometimes you start a new job, but eight months later, you're offered something else that you just can't turn down that doesn't always feel good. Sometimes you need to leave a workplace sooner than you were planning on or sooner than seems appropriate. Sometimes you stay at a workplace for a long time, sometimes too long. But knowing when to go is super important. You can become an engaged and active member of the team. You can be super invested in your workplace. But when the time comes, one day you're going to realize, yep, it's time for me to go. You need to know when it's time to go. So yes, folks, when you're hired for a new job, do your happy dance. Be happy, be thrilled, celebrate. You deserve to celebrate. However, you also have work to do once you started that new job. It's not just learning the tasks that are part and parcel of your position. That is important, of course. It's meeting people, getting to know the culture, learning about the organizational structure, understanding the cultural norms, finding where things are, learning people's names and what they do and what the responsibilities are, finding your allies, building your tribe, networking, and getting involved. There's so much more. And if there's some important things I missed, please hit me up at Keith at NurseKeith.com and tell me, and I can even do a second part to this if you have questions about how to make the most of a new work opportunity. So there you have it, folks. That is episode 62 of the Nurse Keith Show. I'm so glad you're here with me. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from the episode. And I'd love for you to head over to iTunes, click on the iTunes store, Find under podcast The Nurse Keith Show and leave a rating and review. That really helps more people find the show, and I would love for you to leave a review. If you do so, please shoot me an email and let me know. And I do go over to iTunes every month or so to see if there are new reviews for me to read and celebrate over and do my own happy dance. So The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the wonderful Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Please check out his website. He is an awesome, wonderful podcasting editor and producer. My super deep thanks to Tim for the great work he's doing with The Nurse Keith Show. Social media and promotion are handled by the capable and reliable and incredible Mark Cappiespeason. Thank you so much, Mark. You're doing a great job on social media. If you want to find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you'll see some of Mark's work. Mark's doing a great job, and I love interacting with my community on social media. It seems like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are the places where I get the most traction and where most of you are hanging out. So please find me on those platforms. So folks, I want you to stay positive. I want you to care for yourself and others. Take inspired action in the interest of your career every day. 
And tune in again to the Nurse Keith Show as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and fun and fulfilling than you ever imagined. My thanks again to American Sentinel University for their generous support. I want you to be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next time.